Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. The martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadano. With me, as always, Richie Byrne. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. I finally <laughs> look at you nailing it on the first take. <laughs> Good job. I. Uh, <laughs> it's only been three weeks. I know. It's we've been doing this for like a month. Yeah, close, close to it, right? <laughs> yeah, I think I mean, we started. I'll tell you when we started. Thursday, March nineteenth. It was the Thursday after uh, after uh, St. Patrick's Day. Ah, still hungover, are we? We did the night, the, the Wednesday. We used to always put the new podcast out on Wednesday. Yeah, remember, and, and for the week, and we did the Chris Monty pod- podcast. I thought you were about to say the Chris Monty Python podcast. <laughs> I might have been. <laughs> oh, I've been locked up too long. Oh. That's the first time anyone's ever put those two comedic geniuses in the same sentence. <laughs> so, uh, wow, man, it, it, we've been uh, we've been in quarantine for a while, down. and um, I thought last night was amazing. I mean, we had three survivors on last night. Of the, and cool. you know, maybe man, Mark, not mad, but uh, Trump at the White House today had a bunch of survivors. And he was interviewing them, talking to them. And I'm like, what a hack. We did this last night. We already did that. Don't be stealing our shit. Fuck. Damn and they're it. giving, you know, they're talking about who got sick, who was sicker. And I'm like, we did this. <laughs> and then I'm like, are you guys going to do celebrity lookalikes? <laughs> so if you didn't see last night's show, definitely go watch last night's show. It was really great, right? Really was. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I really, really, really enjoyed uh, just, you know, the fact that these two guys are really good friends of ours, and Jenna, two guys and a girl, right. they're, they're all really good friends of ours. And uh, to see them in good spirits and feeling better. Oh, that meant and, the and world. think how close it came for both of them, for uh, Jeffrey Gorian and Jimmy Catazaro. I, it scared me just imagining being in a room and you're forced to have two other roommates and they're both dying. Yeah. Right next to you. And you're just sitting there like, okay, this is the end. And well, how about the fact people are coming in in spacesuits to take care of you? You know, they, they're, they're dressed like they're on Mars. Yeah. Oh, great. The guys who stole E.T. are his here. This is gonna... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> So how are you? Uh, great, man. Things are good. I uh, went for a walk today, which was uh, very needed. And um, I've been walking know. every day. It's the, I'm not losing any weight, but I've been walking every day. Yeah, but at least you're getting your head cleared. I, I connected with an old friend. Uh, he's an Air Force uh, fighter pilot. He retired. He's down in Georgetown. And uh, we connected on Zoom and had a little talk. It was really nice. That's that's apparently the cool thing that's been happening with this is that people are getting a connect, which we I know I've done that with a few old friends. You know, yeah. where you go, I need to call that guy, and then you never do, and then you're like, well, what what the hell? Why wouldn't I? You know? Yeah, it, and it's also kind of neat to uh, prioritize life. You realize what's important to you. You got. 
I'm with my kids during the day while Angie's taking the, you know, teaching. And uh, we're forced to not, we have to do their schoolwork. So we're forced to, uh, all the three of us, which are there at different levels, come together and, and try to help. We're helping Duke learn his letters while Axel's learning to read. We have all this like kind of cool stuff happening and it, it's really awesome to watch. You know, That's I'm cool. not used to being home this much. No, I know. I hear you, man. I hear you. I, no. I know more. I've watched more news. I was never really political and I'm not, poli but I've watched more news shit in the last month than I've ever probably combined in my life. You know, I did the exact opposite. As soon as I know this you haven't watched anything. I've cut loose all time. I usually read. I equivalent. wanted to talk to you about some things, and I know that you don't know. I used to read like, like you choose not, which is cool. I'm not, I'm not talking to you for it. It's funny. If um, it was before the quarantine, you, um, if it was before the quarantine, I would have been right up to date on everything news. And as soon as we got quarantined, I go, I can't watch the news. I'll kill myself. I'll yeah, kill right. myself. And so, uh, but uh, the way we start every show every. is. We uh, maybe not in this order, but we the way we start every show is a drink. My man, what are you drinking? I gotta get it on the camera. There it is. Okay. I got a little rum and coke tonight. Ooh, a rum and coke, got a little Bacardi. You're How about you, brother? You're gonna have a hangover. Mm -hmm. I got a, mm -hmm. I got a red blend. There I you go. Stole out of my wife's bottle. Looks like she was cooking dinner. I grabbed her bottle of wine and poured it in. Uh, but it, it's good. I'm usually, I'm not a huge, uh, I like wine, but I don't love it. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. uh, to drink wine to get drunk is pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, the other thing we do is we tell a joke. And uh, since I miss acting so much and I miss the theater, uh, I got an acting joke for you. The world's worst actor finally gets his break. He gets a phone call. That uh, from his agent, and his agent says, oh, my God, I got you a Broadway show. He goes, you got me a Broadway show? He goes, yes, I got you a Broadway show. He goes, oh, my God, when do I audition? He goes, no, you're on tonight. You have to open the second act. Get in your car and get down the Broadway. You have to open the second act. It's a very, very important role. You walk out, and you say, hark, I hear the cannons roar, and then you walk off stage. But they need you. You got to get there. And he goes, I can do it. I can do it. And he's in his car. He's driving to the theater. Hark, I can hear the cannons. Or hark, I hear the cannons. Or he's practicing over and over. He's going to memorize it. He's so ready for this. He goes in. They're putting on the costumes. He has a thing. He goes out. And as he opens, the curtains open up from the orchestra pit. You hear boom, boom. And he goes, what the fuck was that? <laughs> uh, we got we to gotta really start preparing the jokes earlier. <laughs> Fuck you, Richie. That was a great joke. I, I think we're ready for our guest. What do you think? Yes. You want to bring him out? Yeah, man. I love this guy. Love him. Known him for years. Think the world of him. He actually was a guest, one of my guest uh, comics on United We Laugh not that long ago. Tremendous mm. comic. Great host. Good guy. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Chuck Nice, how about it? Hey. Chuck hey. Nice. What's up? What's up, gentlemen? We oh, want to give you a, uh, oh, he got oh. his drink. What do you got there, buddy? Well, my friend, um, because, you know, I'm slumming it on quarantine, I'm 
I'm drinking a little Johnny Walker Blue. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> I was like, nice. No, I'm actually drinking a Bullet Rye. Oh, I, like I like. Yeah, it's a small batch rye that uh, that uh, quite it's quite delicious. I have to say, quite delicious. Mm. Very nice. nice. Very nice. So, Chuck, before yeah. we get into the interview, we got a little clip here we'd like to play of you. This was uh, you last time uh, you were down at the uh, the comedy club with Joel at his uh, club here. in it's in a Royer's Yeah. So we'll play. He's done a tremendous job not only promoting my club, this club, but at the town of Royer's and bringing a lot of attention. So much that actually Kathy Calhoun of Calhoun Jewelers donated a pair of earrings for Chuck's wife because of so much he's done for this town. So give it up for Kathy. And without further ado, please welcome the headliner for tonight, Chuck Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Let me just say, I don't know where Kathy is. Hey, Kathy, by the way, you thought you bought my wife some fucking earrings. I, I had different plans. And by the way, I, okay, so I stopped in the bathroom on the way here. I am fucking fine. <laughs> okay. All I can say is this. Uh, I don't know why I didn't beat RuPaul to the punch. Well, because <laughs> I, am, I am so good gay. I don't know why. I was going to say, you remind me of a female Wendy Williams. Yeah, I know. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Richie, you're going to get your ass kicked by her husband. What do you mean by her husband? I, you mean no, they broke up. Oh, yeah. okay, you're safe yeah. then. No, I meant by her. You know, yeah, I'm more. I love Wendy. She's been on the show a million times. Oh, that's a big woman, boy. Can I just say woman. something about Chuck Nice that it makes a lot of sense? We've been doing this for about three weeks now. We've had guests every night. Look at look at me. Look at Mark. Everybody comes on. Their hair's disheveled. Like everybody, nobody gives a shit. Look at you. Look at I know. Studio lighting. You got this. Yeah, you got that. You, you got the. Everything's quaffed. Yeah, you're just a handsome. <laughs> handsome I mean, my well, God. Listen, man. Uh, here's the thing. Uh, we found that we found. Like I'm a fucking scientist doing <laughs> research. Right. We found. Okay. Uh, I I I read that uh, divorces are going up, and in China, where this happened for. I think they were somewhere around three months total. They were their quarantine was about three months total. Yeah, it was so, close. So all I could say is settle in, bitches, because um, <laughs> we're only three weeks in. You got a little ways to go. All right, but uh, anyway, uh, what they found was the number of divorces <laughs> went through the roof. Yeah, I and said the person who's going to profit most in this quarantine's divorce. Divorce lawyers. lawyers. They're going to. Yeah. They're going to. They're going to do really well. And um, one of the things that the, one of the chief complaints uh, for the women uh, where they where he refuses to shower. <laughs> oh, really? Yes. After a good bowl of bat soup. Yeah, there's something a good bowl of bat soup. <laughs> <laughs> 
But yeah, there's something about guys when they're home and they have no place to go that they don't shower. And and so, you know, what uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm not that guy, but my wife is. So <laughs> I was just yesterday talking with my buddy Tom Bannis. I said the same thing. I said, I don't I, I feel like I'm drying up. I haven't showered. I'm, I'm gross. He's like, you haven't showered? I go, no. And he was like, really? I shower like four more times than I normally do a day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I told my son, you know, my son's 14. And I told him, uh, I said, hey, man, uh, I hate to seem creepy. Like I'm keeping track of when you go to shower. But uh, today is Tuesday. And I believe the last time I saw you darkened the bathroom door for a shower was Friday. And he goes, so? And Wash I'm like, your ass. <laughs> right, exactly. yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, so, so we live together, you fuck. Yeah. That's what's so, you know. See, I everyone everyone likes their own smell. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> but we have to live with you. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't, I get very uncomfortable when I have that. You feel like you have that film on you, you know? Yeah. Film. I can't, I can't I don't, stand that feeling. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I get dry. My skin, it's so, like, if I don't do something where I sweat and get my natural Mark, oils Mark, going, this is more than I ever wanted to I know mean, about my you. God. My God. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My you God. guys, what, what should we do? Talk about the gym? No, no, no. But here's the thing. You're, it, the funny thing is, you're absolutely right about that. And here's the thing. I used to shower every day because I worked out. So you you know you go to the gym you work up a sweat and so it's like okay clearly I'm going to take a shower now yeah um, I shower now because I just want to feel human <laughs> Be because I have all I'm doing is drinking and I the thing that I have discovered more than anything in this quarantine is if you drink every day you gain weight. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> That's the only thing I've learned. You could have called me on that 12 years ago. I would have. <laughs> when I was 17, I was an all-state football player. 38, I'm a fat piece of shit. Drinking Tom makes Tom you gay. Tom Ashy Mark. <laughs> I'm poor, bitch. Ashy Mark. <laughs> I'm broke, bitch. <laughs> I'm broke, bitch. <laughs> So hey, by the way, you know what? You know what's so funny? You bring that up. Back when, that, <laughs> back when Chappelle's show was on, and um, he was like kind of at the height of his popularity. Uh, mm -hmm. There was a club on Seventy Second Street. I don't know if you ever worked at it, Richie. It's it's Seventy Second and right off of Broadway. I forget the name of it. That and yeah, and, yeah, yeah. I know. You know exactly. what it's you right know what next to Gray's Papaya. Yes, it, it used was to next be. to Gray's Papaya. Beautiful right, little right. theater. Yes, it was a theater. Absolutely. So anyway, they they were what? like triad. triad, triad, triad. That's it. Triad. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, triad. yeah, yeah. The triad. So, <clears throat> so they um they they. They did. Uh, I think comic strip was like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna do shows at the Triad every single weekend. So we'll have a West Side Club and an East Side mm -hmm. Club. And so that. you know, I used to run back and forth between the clubs and do spots. And one day I go in uh, to the Triad spot, and there's pizza. There's like boxes of pizza. So I open up the boxes. Nobody's around. I open up the box of pizza. I start eating the pizza. 
right? Because I figured like, oh, they're they're they got pizza for the comics. Because <laughs> like, what else is there of value at a comedy club except me, bitch? That's it. That's why I'm the comedy at the comedy club. Anyway, somebody walks up and they go, "Damn, Chuck, that's really messed up, man. You're you're eating the staff's pizza." <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh my God, the staff, I went, oh, by the way, the only people more important at a comedy club than the comic, <laughs> the fucking staff, yeah. right? So yeah. I go, oh my God, I can't believe this. I'm eating the staff's pizza? Um, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. They're like, don't worry. So the staff is walking around. They're like, Chuck, don't worry about it. I'm, I keep apologizing. I go, call the pizza shop right now. Call the pizza shop. I'm going to order like four more pizzas. They go, it's not, I said, please, just do it. It's just for me. It will make How many me- pizzas did you eat, Chuck? Yeah, I ate about three. No. <laughs> <laughs> I can't but, even eat four pizzas. Four pizzas. <laughs> Listen, I had I had two slices, and I was I was about to have the third when they finally caught me eating the pizza. But I, <laughs> but I just felt so bad. I was like, I'm going to order four more pizzas. And then, you know, like, well, I'm like, going to get one to the staff. Right. I'm, <laughs> and I'm going to take three of them home. <laughs> no, I'm just ordering this since you said I can't have any more of this pizza. Right, exactly. You guys, <laughs> I tell you what, guys, F you and your pizza. Watch this. So anyway, the uh, I forget who it was. They go, hey, man, pizza shop is uh, closed. I said, no, they're not. I just walked by them. So I said, call them. Give me the phone. So they call me. They give me the phone. I'm like, hey, what's going on? Um, you know, your, your pizza shop is closed, but I just walked by there. He said, Sir, here's the problem. We cut the oven off. The oven has to be at a certain temperature to cook the pizza. And once that uh, falls, it takes a very long time for the oven to heat back up to that temperature. And so we can't make any pizzas. We're closed for the night. And I go, really? Because we have Dave Chappelle here at the club. And he wants the best New York City pizza. And he wants real New York City pizza. And we suggested you. And he went, hey, man. That sounds really good, but I can't do it like that. And I went, come on, man, Dave Chappelle. And he goes, I'm sorry. So I go, okay. So I hang up the phone. As soon as I hang up the phone, I tell him, I said, call back immediately right now. So they call back. He goes, whatever pizza. And I go, say, man. (laughs) What? Seriously. What the fuck is your problem? I need pizza, bitch. And he goes like this, Mr. Chappelle, I am so terribly sorry. <laughs> but the problem is the pizza oven has to heat up to a certain time. I was like, bitch, do I feel, do I sound like I care about a pizza oven? <laughs> now you need to get me some pizza or you need to call another pizza shop, call a friend, bitch, and get me some pizza. <laughs> He's like, oh, Mr. Chappelle, listen, listen. I know a shop over, and I went, yo, man, it's Chuck Nice again, man. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes like this, you are not welcome in the shop anymore. (laughs) (laughs) When Chappelle's show was at its peak, uh, Donnell used to come in all the time, and uh, he used to come in the stand-up New York all the time and do spots, and him and I became really close, and my father was in town. And my father loves watching comedy. So he would come in, sit in. 
uh, he did the the bit that Donnell used to do about the different branches of the military songs. I and, never heard uh, that bit. Oh, it's so funny. And he does I, the Air Force one because Donnell was in the Air Force. Oh, cool. And I, you know, I'm like, oh, dad, you'll love this because my dad was in the Air Force. I leave to go do some stuff down in the basement. And when I come back up, Donnell and my dad are in this deep conversation. Next thing I know, we leave the club and my dad pulls out an autographed Ashy Larry poster. (laughs) (laughs) And he was like, he was so great. My dad, who's like the whitest dude from Ohio, has a Donnell Rollins (laughs) autographed autographed poster as Ashy Larry in their living room. Hanging up on the wall in the living room because I was going to say, where do you put a? Yeah, where do you put your? Where do you put an Ashy Larry poster? Mister Rigadonna says the living room will do just fine. That is so <laughs> funny. That's so. Don- Donnell had such an effect on your dad. Your dad's using like cocoa butter now. <laughs> Chuck, I'm digging that mic. What's that, man? That is a microphone, man. You are like killing it with the mic. Hey, man. You know, here's the thing. I, you know, I did ten years in New York radio, right? Yeah. And so I am an audiophile. I cannot do something unless I know that my audio is going to make me sound because my real voice sounds more like lady. But you know, Ivan, <laughs> like yeah, you were. We should talk about that. You were uh, ten years on the radio in New York. Yeah, man. And what shows were you on? I know you were on with the Radio Chick. No, I was with the Radio Chick the entire time. time? Yeah, the whole time I was with the Radio Chick. I wasn't a radio person, by the way. How did you get that gig? So, a very weird thing. Well, not really weird. Uh, um, Oh, I was commuting to New York City from Philadelphia looking for a place to live with my wife. And she used to listen to Opie and Anthony. And so she would say, hey, there's these guys named Opie and Anthony. They are so funny. You need to listen to them. And I said, I don't want to listen to any, like, uh, jock, you know, shock jock wannabes. Nah, nah, don't worry about it. So one day we're driving back to Philadelphia because I had to get home early uh, from, from looking for a place here. And she put them on. And I was just, she knows me so well. She didn't tell me what I was listening to. And they're cracking me up. And I'm like, who are those guys? They're funny. She goes, that's Opie and Anthony. And I went, oh, okay, cool. I started calling into the show just as a person. Really? And Opie was like, dude, you were really funny. I'm going to give you the hotline. So I would call him with the hotline and I would do bits, just bits. And then they were like, yo, you should come into the studio. So I started coming into the studio. And then the radio chick was looking for um, a, a cast member sidekick and uh, Opie walked me down the hallway, Greg walked me down the hall uh, to her and was just like, yeah, we don't have room on our show for this guy, but I know you guys are looking for somebody. He's funny as I don't know what. You should just check him out. I did the very first audition and then they auditioned every other comedian for 35 days. Wow. And, I li- <laughs> and I listened in to every oh. audition. So it's like having oh, stuff. It's like having sex on your wedding night and then your wife goes, "Okay, that was pretty good, but by the way, I got to let you know I'm a porn star and I'm going to be banging all these dudes right. for the next and you're going to watch. 
Call in the construction crew. Right. And, <laughs> and at the end of it, uh, they gave me the job, and that's how I got into radio. Oh, look at that. That now, is we, awesome. You've already been doing stand-up at this point. Oh, yeah, I've been doing stand-up for years at this okay. point. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. That was like 19... No, that was 2000, the year 2000, 2001, 2001. Okay. Wow. And you... um. And you went up. Now you're the host of Star Talk, right? You're 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 with uh with Neil deGrasse Tyson, yeah. And that is amazing. You're you're a big you're a big. Are, did you get that job based on your love of space or your love of the galaxies, or were you just hey this guy's got a great voice, let's use him? <laughs> no, as a matter of fact, um, uh, Neil said that his only reservation about hiring me was the fact that we kind of sound a little bit alike and mm -hmm. that and that two male you know deep voices in the room there's no you know contrast yeah, too much that. too I much see. balls <laughs> yeah. you guys could change the name to the big dick <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he got the COVID. Oh my God! You, 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 you gave me you gave me the Rona laugh. You gave me the Rona laugh. <laughs> Chuck, so, we can have you on Mondays. We've been having people that got yeah, over the coronavirus. coronavirus so, no, coronavirus Mondays. Yeah, <laughs> people who are people who are recovering. Yes, Jeffrey yes. Gurian. We I, had. Uh, I did. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's been great. We had um, Jimmy Jimmy Canizaro's the doorman at Gotham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I saw that he got it early on too. He came he came on the show from his bed in the hospital. Uh -huh. He, he was, was in full oxygen mask, everything. Yeah, he and was. then wow. Jeffrey, Jeffrey Gorian came on last night. Wow. Which, yeah. yeah, yeah. That well, thank God that Jeff is okay. And, yeah. You know, um, you know, it, it, I I feel so bad. Vic Henley died. Uh, oh, he's a yeah. great comedian friend of mine. Yeah, us too. Passed away and. Um, However, it wasn't that he had coronavirus, but apparently uh, the paramedics couldn't get to him because the hospital system here in New York is overwhelmed. So yeah. this thing is this thing. All right, I just brought the whole fucking show to yeah. a screeching <laughs> halt. Hey, what part I, of Monday hey. did you miss, fucker? What part <laughs> of Monday? <laughs> so yeah. hey, real quick, hey, I know how to shift gears. I know how to shift gears. Great, we got a good clip of uh, from your album. Tell us a little bit about where did you record your album. Um, so, okay, funny thing about the album, um, Emilio from New York Comedy Club, great club, love working there, and Emilio and I um, have been friends for many, many years. <clears throat> he called me up and said, hey man, why aren't you doing an album? He was like, you know, a lot of comedians. I said, album, what year is it, 1985? What are you talking about, an album? He goes, hey man, albums are making a big comeback and comedians are doing them and they're very successful. You'd be great. I said, set it up, man. I don't, I can't, I don't know how to like keep track of any of this crap. So if you set it up, I'll do it. He set it up, put me in touch with 800 pound Gorilla Records. We set the whole thing up. They were like, let's record on this date. <clears throat> two days before the recording, I realized that I have an album recording in two days. Oh shit. I had not done any promotion for the show. Shit. Zero. Wow. Two shows. Two shows. No promotion. So I started promoting, putting stuff out, and we got a decent little crowd. But when you hear my album, there are only like 100 people in the room. 
It's it's not like it's a packed house. And um it it worked out that I I'm pretty happy with it. You know what I mean? A lot of well, people Let's are, roll the clip. A lot of people are loving it. So go ahead, roll the clip. Roll. It is very difficult to be a parent. People don't know that. And I am very good at it because I parent mostly hungover. <laughs> And all I can tell you is that that is very difficult, but I'm good at it. And here's my secret. I get drunk with my kids. That way, they're hungover too. Let me tell you something. There's no more beautiful sight than a five-year-old early on a Sunday morning going, oh, fuck, I went hard last night. Y'all gonna have to keep it down. Y'all gonna have to keep it down. I got a little game I play with my five-year-old, and it's called Hungover Hide and Seek. Because, you know, we play hide and seek. She loves it, but she has the same exact hiding place every single time. It's a little glass cabinet that we have with a glass front. <laughs> yes, as you can see, my daughter's very smart. <laughs> so you did that? At uh, New York Comedy Club. Yeah, I did that at New York Comedy Club, and um, you know, it was it was a good it was a great recording, and uh, we had two great shows, and you oh, know, they were, great. the album yeah it does sound good, right? Uh, the album is called uh, Uncomfortably Hot Dad. It's out everywhere, so please go buy it or download it or whatever. I don't even know how I'm making money off this or not. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I went and saw Shuli do his album there. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, now, which cool. which one, the uh, West Village or the one on 24th Street? 24th. Okay, yeah, that's the one to do. That's the one, but they only do that on Sunday nights. Yes, it was no, Sunday but, night. But yeah. that is the one to do it in because that's just a box. Yeah. It's like a box. And the laughter, and I have recordings on my phone from me in that room where it sounds like an album because the acoustics are that good, oh, good. and, yeah, and yeah. the laughter is just uproarious. It's right. amazing, you know? Right. But anyway, back to your original question, Richie. Yeah. I have always been a fan of science, a closeted geek. Um, I never let that part of myself be known. I met Neil deGrasse Tyson. Uh, he, he said, yeah, let's try a little thing where we actually do it, do the show. And uh, he gave me the courage to come out of the closet <laughs> <laughs> well, we a, showed that clip up top. Yeah, as a blurred or a black nerd. And so, uh, you know, I, I'm a blurred and I'm proud of it now. So there you go. Nice. I, uh, I love uh, I love albums. I think it's so cool that it's like kind of a thing again. Yeah. I, you are... know, I'm with you on that, Mark. Um, first of all, the, the coolest thing in the world back when I was a kid was to sneak and listen to comedy albums. I think it's one of the reasons why I'm a stand-up comedian is because, yeah. you know, back, back then, you know, it wasn't like it is now. You didn't have like 17 million channels and YouTube mm -hmm. and internet. And, you know, there weren't a lot of places where you could hear people talk about inappropriate stuff. And you had to stuff. get from, from your folks. Right. So you were being filtered through their filter. Exactly. So and who so, are you listening to? Oh, man, I, I used to sneak and take their Richard Pryor. I, I wore out Wanted. Remember? Yeah, man. Oh, my God, what a great. 
Yeah. What a great act that was. So let me tell you the uh, true story, man. And this sounds like it's not, but it is 100% true. Not embellished at all for the purposes of comedy. So they came home with a new Richard album, uh, a new Richard Pryor album. And I think it might have been this nigga's crazy. I'm not sure. But anyway, they were in the kitchen and they sent us out of the house. They're like, you guys get out. And so my my parents' kitchen is uh, a, one and a half stories above because we have the garage. So you have to climb up the garage and then you can go up to the kitchen, right? I climbed a drain pipe. <laughs> I climbed the drain pipe and then I grabbed onto the kitchen window and I hung on the ledge <laughs> to listen to Richard Pryor. And he told a joke, he was like, sometimes you argue with your woman, you see? And your woman, she say shit, she say shit, you know, but you know, you think you winning the argument. You think you win, right? But then all of a sudden she'll hit you, you know, you'll be like, fuck you, bitch. Fuck, you know what? I'll go find me some new pussy. And she, be, she said, Two more inches of dick, you find some new pussy here. <laughs> <laughs> you repeated that at the schoolyard. Yeah, well, no, I let go of the window <laughs> and fell on top of my father's brand new car no. and, and caved in the hood of the car. No. A big giant divot dent in the hood oh of the car. Oh, my God. How, how in trouble were you? Oh, shit. Are you kidding me? I, How I, long until you could walk again? I have Vietnam flashbacks of that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night just like, did he mouth? Did he mouth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, when I was a kid, my parents had one out, one comedy album. And it was a Pat Cooper album. Ah, Pat. Yeah. And in like 1992. Did you guys only listen to X-rated comedy as <laughs> children? In, in nine, like 1991, 1992, I opened for Pat in Brewston, New York. Wow. I thought you were going to pretend and, you were a kid in 1991. No, and, uh, I, but I was really new to comedy. So I said to him, I said, my parents only own one comedy album when I was a kid, and it was yours. And he goes... Let's call them. <laughs> and I'm like, what? He goes, let's, and this is before cell phones. So we went to the pay phone and we called. We got to put the change in. Oh my God. And the fuck, it's 10 30 at night on a Friday and the phone is busy. <laughs> I called my mother the next day. I go, who are you on the phone with at 10 30? She goes, oh, your brother called me. And I go, Pat Cooper wanted to say hi. That was like the big, you would have thought I was the biggest star in the history. <laughs> Cooper, so that's amazing. Never got to say hi to them. That's amazing. By the way, he was a uh, sweetheart of a guy, man. Yes, yeah. he's still alive. I didn't know that Pat was still alive. He's still alive. Yeah, yeah I'm. I met him just twice, but uh, just a really nice dude, man. Like, yeah, you know? I'll tell you, years later, I took my mom to see uh, Connie Francis and Pat open. Oh, cool. And we went out, we were in the theater in Staten Island, St. George Theater, and we, yeah. were, we and I, we went out for intermission, and who's walking by? Pat Cooper. And I stopped him, I said, Pat, and I told him the story, and he didn't remember, but he acted like he did, he hugged my mother, 
He gave her a big kiss. He couldn't have been nicer about it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's great, man. I thought that was sweet of him. Yeah, that's you know? so cool, man. So you uh you're a, you're a big star, my friend. Nah. You're a big star. You're doing all you do that that little show on Fox every once in a while. Uh that medical show. What's it? Oh, Dr. Oz. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love Dr. Oz. He's such a sweetheart. He's such he a great guy. Now you uh, you used to come on season one a lot. Yeah, that's really where I met you. I yeah. Yeah, I think and so. Then you and I did a charity event together a few years ago. And I said to you, why aren't you on the Dr. Oz show anymore? And you go, you know, I don't know. I should look into that. And next thing I knew you were back. And I'm like, is anyone going to give me 10%? I was back the next week, by the way. Like, yeah, like the next week. <laughs> Hello? Hello? It's so funny because you. I remember we did the uh, thing for Strive. And it was like mm -hmm. a fatherhood thing. And you did a really funny story about your dad. It was really funny. Right. And um, and then you said after the show, you were like, yo, man, how come you're not on the show anymore? I was like, hey, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> and then I made a call in the next week. I was I was on the show. It was so like funny. a week later, Mark. I'm like, one, ah. one week later. <laughs> you, I have to tell you, Mark, he hosted this thing, this this for strive through um Laura Slutsky. Yeah. Yeah. From the from the from the Friars. I love Laura. And it's a great organization. The Strive is a great, great charity. And uh Chuck blew the room away. With I mean, you were amazing that night, my friend. Oh man, thanks, man. You yeah. were amazing that night. That yeah. actually wasn't Meanie was on that show. Wasn't yeah. Yeah, oh, it was it was me, you, Kevin, uh, and the, the Barack Obama guy. Yeah, the guy that Barack Obama, he was great. He yeah, was, he was. He was very yeah, good. Kevin was on that show. And um, and then uh, Willie Geis, who came by from yes. NBC. Uh, it was a good night. It was a great night. We raised a crap load of money, you know, to help. Um, Wait a minute, I'm, wrong. I'm lying. Meanie was not on that show. He had done it. He They saw me. No, Meanie was they with you. Meany had just passed away. They went to see me at was. the Friars. That's where they saw me. Yes, that's but what it Meany was. was supposed to be on. Meany was with you, and Meany was originally scheduled. Yes, I'm trying and to know who the other comic was. There was one other comic. I, there was another comedian, but yeah, that's I remember that because they said because uh, Kevin died, and they Kevin said, oh, died, right. and they said, oh my god, and they asked me, did I know you? And I did yeah. know you at that. I was like, yeah, I I know him. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like. You know, they were like, we saw him the night that we saw Kevin. He's very funny, you know. And I was like, yeah. oh, yeah. I mean, I said, what are you looking for, like a voucher? I said, yeah, I'll vouch for him. Yeah, what I was oh, telling you. Oh, thank you, man. I didn't I know like, that. Yeah, I was like, yeah, he'll, because what they were, what they knew is that Kevin would come in and do what they needed. And they were like, yeah, but we don't, we don't want anybody to come in and be inappropriate or whatever, because it's right. a fundraiser. I was like, oh, no, 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 no. That's your guy. Yeah. And I told him, I said, he actually does the warm up for Dr. Oz. I said, so you right. can't get better than somebody. Who knows how to handle that okay. kind of crowd? Like you can't get better than that. They're not going to come in and just be like, "So anyway, you know, I was uh, I was fucking this chick in the ass, right?" That's not going to happen, you know. It's so you know what you know what Lawrence Slutsky told me. They went to see Meanie at the Friars, and they loved him. They were like, "Okay, we want to book him for the charity event." And yeah. then Meanie unfortunately passed away, and Laura said she called him to say, "Hey." The comic passed away, and they said, "Well, is the other guy available?" 
And I thought Meanie would have loved that story. Yeah, because listen, that's listen, that's our business. One of the big pants people. It, yeah. It's like, hey, did you hear so and so died? Really? Where was he working next? <laughs> it's like a New York City apartment. <laughs> Every time a siren goes off, you check the real estate. <laughs> Something opened up. <laughs> so uh, my point, the point I'm trying to make is you're a very rounded performer. You do a lot. You know, you don't stay in the box here with just a stand-up. You're you're a great host. You do you do the uh you do the you're hosting the um uh, the podcast with uh Neil deGrasse Tyson. You're uh you're all over the place. And I'm impressed with you. I'm just scared. Uh that's really what that's all fear. That's that's fear driven. <laughs> Not, none of it is none of it is by plan, man. And you did a TED talk. I did. You I did, did a TED talk. Let's roll the clip. <laughs> An area of science that promises to end disease before it even begins to help us live longer, fuller, healthier lives. And when you couple that with implantable hardware, you are looking at the next incarnation of human evolution. And all of that sounds great until you figure out where it's really going. One place, designer babies. Where no matter where you are on the globe or what your ethnicity, babies will end up looking like that. <laughs> that Boy is surprised because he just found out both his parents are black. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, so that's insane that you are, are doing so much different things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did uh, the TED talk was on the main stage in Vancouver at the at the TED conference. I was you can't tell from that clip. I was I was really nervous. I was I was kind of crapping my pants, nervous. Really? It's the, let me tell you something. It's the only time I've been nervous since maybe year seven of doing this. Yeah, yeah. I, you yeah. know, I, you know, you know how it is. Like people say, "Are you nervous?" I'm like, I don't know. I think what has happened is you you were nervous, and then that just becomes like an energy. Like you know, it becomes like this Ooh. kind of force that pushes you. Like when because you already know what you're doing. And so, you know, in the beginning, you were nervous. But then that just became this kind of like, you know, this energy, you know, like, oh, I'm hyped for the show. But it may still be nervousness. You don't know. Yes. You just, you just, it's, I was nervous. And here's why. Uh, I got to the conference on a Monday and I spoke on Thursday. So from Monday to Thursday, I got to see all the TED Talks that were leading up to my talk. So I got to see Al Gore. I got to see, um, oh crap, I forget her name. Uh, uh, God, she's a big, forget it. Uh, I got to see this guy uh, who is, uh, um, he builds robots and he's he's the guy who built like, it's a jetpack. Like he's, he, he built a real working jetpack that one day we may use as transportation. Right. You know what I mean? Like people like this, this is who the people were that 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 came before me. And from Monday to Thursday, I just got to watch all these people. By the time Thursday rolled around, <laughs> I was a wreck. I was a wreck. I was like, there's no way this talk I'm gonna give is gonna be worth anything. I am going to fail miserably. I am, 
I don't belong here. You know, the, the, the president of BMW comes up before my talk, just like, hey, we're looking forward to you, man. I heard you were really funny. I'm just like, hey, thanks for fucking up my head. But <laughs> 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 you know, so... Uh, Right the night before, I'm chilling at the hotel. Gail King walks in. She's just like, oh, my God, Chuck, what's happening? I'm like, hey, what are you doing here? She's like, I should be asking you that. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, so, did, how do you get a TED Talk? So I was at a party in uh, New York, and I was talking to somebody about science, uh, and this person worked for TED. And uh, they said, you have some very interesting views on, you know, uh, you know, the future of technology. You know, would you be interested in giving a little TED talk? And I thought the person meant TEDx, like the little local TED talks. And I was like, oh, absolutely. Sure. And then two days later, I got a call from Chris Anderson, who is the guy who owns TED. Right. And he was like, hey, Chuck, it's Chris Anderson from TED. I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, yeah, you know, I heard you wanted to do a TED Talk. We were wondering if you could put something together and uh, we'll we'll do, you know, we do have to know, and he's very proper British gentleman. Yeah, yeah he is. So we would have to know exactly what you were going to say. And if you if you wouldn't mind terribly, you could actually, um, we'll, we'll do a Zoom and you'll come in and you'll do it for us. You'll do your talk for us. And I was like, oh, okay. So I put something together. I did it for the whole team. And they were like, that was fantastic. What, okay, okay, you come to Vancouver this year. And I was like, holy, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> how, how long does it have to be? Do they give you a time limit or? Uh, yeah, the least amount of time it can be is 14 minutes. Uh -huh. And then they ask you to do 20. Okay, okay. Yeah. So. And you put the whole thing together yourself. Yes, you have to do you are and you're not allowed to use a teleprompter. You're not allowed to use notes. And you Wow. Yeah, you cannot. So think of it like this. You write 20 minutes of comedy like alone in a vacuum and then you go do it for a live audience without ever proving the material. Right. That's really what it is, All right? Yeah, you know, which you know, it's it's okay to write twenty minutes of comedy. I do it every time I smoke weed. I will write twenty minutes of comedy, <laughs> and and then the next day I read it and go, "What is this shit?" I got like, three minutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> More like thirty seconds, <laughs> and 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 so that's what it was like, and that's why I was really nervous because. You know, it's like there were, but what I didn't realize is I was, it's not stand up. You know, it's a talk. Yeah. <laughs> so if it ends up being funny, then it ends up being funny. And if it doesn't, you gave a talk, you know, and uh, so that's it. It's the yeah. saving grace every time I've ever done a college that there's a podium next to the stage. And I go, if this starts going downhill, I'm going over to the podium and saying it was a speech. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. I mean, think about that. You've done, I mean, you did radio in New York for years. Yeah. You're, uh, the uh, the uh, Space Talk, uh, TED Talk. Uh, you're on Dr. Oz. You're on The View. What are you on? You're on all these shows. Yeah. And now you've done Drake's jokes and storytelling. 
<laughs> you can die a happy man. Uh, <laughs> Let me tell you something. I had always planned on retiring, but I think tonight, gentlemen, is the best time to uh, announce it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Folks, that's been Tom Brady. And uh, <laughs> I, uh, so we're going to, we're going to watch a real quick, um, we're going to watch a real quick video. Uh, there's a new trend going around and, you know, Richie has oh, his finger. Richie has it. his finger on the pulse of young yes. society. I don't know about me, Chuck, but I'm very big with the social media. He's, oh, Richie's oh, always I'm, on top of what's trending. Well, and uh, apparently there My are women. TikTok. <laughs> you can maybe get some beauty tips from Chuck for your TikTok videos. Um but a thing that's trending right now is women are walking in, recording themselves, uh, walking into the room where their boyfriend or husband is naked and getting reactions from them. So we're going to show a couple of those videos and uh, we'll show. So I just got out of the shower. I'm in a towel. Saw this new trend. Walk in front of your man and get his response. So let's see. Nah, I ain't seen anything good, lady. What about you? Oh, shit. Hey, bruh. Hey, bruh, let me call you back, See what his reaction is. Babe. Are you done playing? No, baby, I'm on the game. Hey, to the left, to the left. I'm on the game with the boys. What's up? Look at me. Hey, I'm on. I'll be back. <laughs> okay, let me just say this. <clears throat> and I'm not a person who tries to be racial ever. But the black and Latino guys were just like, oh, you're getting you're getting banged right now. Yeah. And and the one white dude was like, hey, what's going on? <laughs> but he, he, did, he, did. he looked like he was in trouble. He was like, looked up like. It was like, okay. I just. I don't get it. I don't get it. Well, Richie, so. you see, most men are attracted to women. No, no. And no, what no, happens hey, is when hey there's guys, a naked one. Hey, guys. I'm sorry. I got to go. And that's between jokes and storytelling. <laughs> 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 All right. See, you guys see. See, you can do that with comedians. They get the joke. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's right there, guys. She's right there. But unfortunately, you're more important. Okay. That's oh, all I can say. I, I, if I, Richie walked but, into your room naked after you threw up, what would you do? <laughs> I don't understand the one woman that you could pretty much not is, is your wife a girlfriend that you you 
What they're acting like? Oh my God! I can't believe I'm going to have sex. Like, right? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. No, it's one thing. Did you notice that most of the guys who got super excited, there were like children's toys laying around? Yeah. They probably <laughs> haven't had sex. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. All I know is that yeah. first guy. Imagine having that guy coming at you. <laughs> 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 I'm like, holy shit! Yeah, calm down, fat ass Arsenio. Like, <laughs> scaring me you scaring me but let let me just tell you this okay and this is why i would be awful at that if my wife came i've seen my wife i see her getting out of the shower naked all the time big damn deal if she walked to the store right now naked wearing house shoes like all those women i'd be like now you better go back upstairs and put some heels on that's what i'm saying how you gonna come in here with some goddamn slippers on Naked with slippers on? Why not just put on some Crocs while you're at it? <laughs> Go ahead and be comfortable. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, we hit a uh, we hit the time. We're gonna wrap here, uh, Chuck. We got to get you back on. People. Thank you so much for being here tonight, man. What right. an awesome time having you on. It's uh, a pleasure, guys. Let's bring Joel out real quick. We're going to uh, wrap. We'll have him. Everybody in your family, Chuck? Everybody healthy? Everybody's great, man. I'm the only one suffering. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> that's how I know I'm doing a good job. So, <laughs> so look at that. Soul Joel, what's happening, buddy? Chuck, great job tonight, man. Everybody loved you. Thanks so much for coming on. We we always love you. Yeah, and man. Chuck, please close on saying happy birthday to Brian Flammer again, because uh, I think he he wore out his happy birthday keys in that chat room next to us. Hey, Brian Flammer, happy birthday, my friend, and don't be so <laughs> self-absorbed, okay? We all have fucking birthdays, okay, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> you guys rock. We're not going to do the video. We're going to save hey, it for another time. <laughs> tomorrow night, really quick. Great show tomorrow night with Vic D. Batetta. Vic ah, D. Batetta will be in tell, the house. Tell Vic I said hello, man. I will. We Definitely. Will. That's yeah. been drinks, jokes, and so much for being here, man. What a great That's show. Right. And, and, hey, everybody, make sure you go buy some Soul Joel merchandise because <laughs> guess, guess what? This... This guy has a terrible drug habit and he needs the money. <laughs> if you pay, if you buy some merchandise, maybe he'll stop with the commercials. <laughs> He's a nice got treat. a horrible TikTok addiction. Yeah. <laughs> you guys right. rock. That's Drake Jokes of Storytelling. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. 